Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. boys and girls, babe mums and baby dads all over the world, NBA fans, basketball fans, hecklers, get thrown out. Welcome to another episode of Take It to the Rim podcast with myself, Rods, aka Never Capping Like a Road with Low Case. AKA, hey, I didn't flop that doc today. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. Hey, I should get credit for the Harden trade. <laughs> mm-hmm. A.K.A. Austin Reeve, Reeve, Reeves. Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. Defending your daddy. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> you even mad. Nah, I can't lie. What he was doing, I don't like it. I don't like his trimmers. All right. <laughs> What's wrong with his trim? I just, I'm just annoyed. You know, it's, it's not wrong what he did, but it was wrong. How he said it. Okay. <laughs> I'm here today. I got LA Jules in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Clipper Cam. What's good? What's good? So, I don't know how you guys' weekend was, but there was an R-Star game on <laughs> <laughs> last weekend. And so the whole NBA All-Star weekend, just real quick, in total, out of 10, what were you guys rate? Just quick numbers. Four. Four. Free, free, a hey, free as well. Football formation, <laughs> <laughs> but it was the only good thing with it was like, I guess the only good thing was the three point contest. Obviously, you had like the rising stars, which was and all of that, which was like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. That was okay. Dunk contest was trash. Jalen Buckwheat Brown, I don't know what he was doing. Oh, good. <laughs> he, 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 <laughs> He did a dunk. Wait, he dunked the ball and then he dapped. <laughs> I know he was meant to cover his eyes. It so bad. Though. That must have been so mad bad. embarrassing as well because, like Shannon, Shannon Sharp said, it, he he dunked over Kaisenat, who's like short anyway. And he was sitting down. And he was sitting. I was just like, what's the what's the what's, what's, the, point? what's the point? And he he. Do, do you know what the worst thing is? He I'm not saying he mad hyped himself up, but uh, hyped up what he was going to do. But he specifically said. I'm gonna like pay homage to some older dunks and do a little remix on him, and I don't think he did any of them better than the originals. No, no way. And these remixes were, you know, featuring unknown artists. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you had a J Cole or a Drake or a Kendrick feature. You had a the XX Supernova from SoundCloud. You had a, a six uh, to Keshi Six Nine feature or something like that. Like it just it just didn't bang like that. Yeah, so like the dunk contest was just obviously McClung done what he did and he was alright cool. He Even was that boring. was boring though, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah, dunk contest has just is it's dry, the value man. has just lost his value. It's dry. The three point contest is always interesting. Kind of. Like it's always It's a lot more interesting than the dunk contest. Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially, a lot when, more interesting. especially when players get hot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sabrina Steph thing Sabrina as well. Yeah, I think that was the highlight. That was the highlight of Sabrina Steph, so she was she she shot well, man. She, shot well. she, she she had the same number as the winning record 
in the, in the three point shot itself. Yeah. So, which is a brazy thing. So, mm. yeah, man. Um, but the main thing, um, obviously, Dogger's finally got a win. <laughs> 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 but the All Star Game, hashtag All Star Game, was terrible. Yeah, but it just was. The only thing about it was them making two half court shots all net. Like that was nuts. That, that was, was nuts. nuts. Yeah, 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 all net, effortless, and it was like okay, cool. Besides that, it was so bad, and obviously, um, a lot of players were asked about how can the competitiveness of the All Star game in, and apparently, um, what was it? Um, what's his name? What's it? Uh, what's it? Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles o- uh, Oakley as well. Like so a lot of them went into the locker rooms to give a speech to say, "Yo, this game needs to be competitive," and la la la. And then you get that. It was really bad, and it's like after um, was it the, um, the All Star twenty twenty? Yeah, that All Star where it was actually competitive, like really competitive. That was like the last competitive All Star game that we had. It was a competitive quarter. I remember that one was not like the whole stuff. The no, yeah, th- there was there was one where Dame hit a game winner to yeah, win the yeah. whole game. Like it was really come. No, there's yeah. been a few. Oh, twenty twenty two. I think that was th- twenty twenty two. There's been a few. Actually. There's D- Dame's hit a game winner where the game was like a two point game. There was another one where I remember LeBron and KD double team Steph in the Steph, corner, yeah, yeah, stopping yeah, yeah, from scoring. Yeah. And then the, when Anthony Davis but, the free throws. But yeah, like it's just. I th- I think you're one hundred right that the competitiveness of of the game is just completely gone. Um... The East versus West seems to have brought that around more than when they were doing the drafting. But yeah. I don't know. The, a lot, a lot about it needs to change. Like I think, I think the format needs to change. Um, the whole weekend is just pretty shit, to be honest. Like I'm sure the players would appreciate more of a rest. I don't, I don't really know how to, how to necessarily do it per se. But it's tough though because even like a lot of people, also, especially was like. Everyone's kind of seeing it as a break, and obviously yeah. they care about more the team now. They want no injuries, no nothing, because now, let's obviously it's not like injuries really happen in an All Star. But let's say they did because, though. But let's because it can still be competitive, but you don't obviously move mad in it. But the thing is, is like if now let's say it got competitive, and then two, three, four players got hurt, mm. slip down the standings, and so and so, then it's gonna be like, oh, why did they go so hard in the All Star game? G- the, I think there's I have like a couple of ideas of how they can change it. One, I think if they move All Star Weekend to the end of the season, I think one of the main reasons why players don't play hard After is because yeah, okay, I think yeah. one of the main reasons that they that um one of the main reasons sorry that players don't play hard during All Stars because they're worried about getting hurt. If it's the off season, I think they'll be a a bit more likely to play a bit better. They could even use it as almost like a like a scrimmage. I don't know. Or maybe do it at the start. Like I just think that the timing of it needs to move because players, a lot of players, use it as a time to, like, yes, it's All Star Weekend, but then after that, using the next couple of days to like rest, recover, and get back to it so that they're ready for the start of the second half of the season. Yeah. So I still think you should give them that time off, like take a break. But I just think, like, the game itself, and you can even do the three point shootout, you can do the dunk cuts and stuff like that. But the game itself, there's just no real point to it. I think the better idea I had was changing the format to an under-30s versus over-30s game. And I think yeah. I think the reason that would kind of work a bit better is because you'll have players 
like Anthony Edwards, like Jason Tatum, who are looking at guys like LeBron and Steph and being like, yeah. I want to be that. Like, I want to be the next the the next guy in the league that people look at and say, yeah, that guy's the greatest player in the league. And I think if that's the kind of the kind of mentality that they go into it thinking about, they'll be way more on killing. Also, like, the older guys are kind of the ones that are kind of ruining it a little bit as well. Like, LeBron was absolutely awesome all-star game. Yeah. I don't want to see that again. Like, it's very evident you've played 20 of these because... This was definitely by far your worst. Like, yeah, we get the we get the dunks and whatnot, but he was he was throwing up bullshit, man. I saw him do like a, a baseline spin fade, and I was like, "There's no chance this shot is going in." Like, what's just trying anything? That that bro, he's, he's about to be, he's maybe forty this year. Like, let let him run rest, you know. Uh, but like, so just let me give you an instance. So let's say next year they take on this the over thirties versus the under thirties over thirties team: LeBron, Steph, KD, Dame. AD, Kawhi, PG, Jokic, Yanis, Embiid. There's over 30 guys that didn't make that didn't make it. So you can now put guys like Clay in there if you really wanted to. James Harden can play. But then look at the under 30s team. Luca, Shea, Halliburton, Booker, and Trey Young, Maxi, Brunson, Tatum, Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Bam, Paolo, Cat, and Scotty Barnes. And that's just based off of the guys who made it this year. So I think if they maybe take that approach, I think they just they can't do the same thing every year. It has to change every year, so yeah. they need to get a bit more creative of it. And I think it's the same. You know how how you were talking about the the three point shootout with Sabrina versus Steph, and how yeah. next year they're going to build on top of that. I think everything that from now on you need to start building them because people are just bored of seeing the same thing. And I think there was a period of time where because it was competitive, like it was okay seeing the same thing, but now we're at a point where people are actively not trying anymore. Yeah, because I, I even was, um, I think we said this before as well, um, but when I was really deep, I was even like, well, I might as well make it two half-court games. Mm. You have, what, I don't know, four, was it four or six? Um, that actually, half-court alone might just make it better, to be honest. Yeah, because if they had, like, let's say, well, maybe, I don't know, because how many players, again, get drafted for the, um, what's it, 12 each? 12, and 12 in the East, 12 in the West. Yeah. Yeah, so then, obviously, we can do, yeah, four teams. Of three in the east, four teams of three in the west. That way, or even if there's um, very true actually. Yeah, even if there was like eight different um, captains, whatever, like you know, spread across, or they could have done it that way. For example, if, if they wanted to do it east and west, or mm. if they wanted to keep that formula, or if they wanted to mix it, whatever. Mm. Literally have captains. Boom, they pick up their teams. Now, obviously, on one side, because uh, before told me, obviously, how they would do it will be obviously. Two teams from East play first. Two teams from the West play. Boom. Then obviously they'll all kind of play each other in it, and it'll be games. To, I don't know, eleven or twenty-one. I say obviously these guys are NBA freshman players, so twenty-one shouldn't be that long to get to or fifteen no, it's true. or whatever. It's true. So just doing that, and then obviously for let's say they keep it East-wise, and then let's say the top two face again the top two in the West, and they play each other now. Boom, boom, and then obviously you know whoever is finals. Go kind of, I'm thinking doing half court like that just kind of makes it up like that because then half court obviously will make it easier, mm. it'll make it more fun. Obviously, there's different games going on. If they want to show one game at a time, then fair enough because obviously, you also you want to see everything. So, you could do one game at a time if you wanted to, or can do two games simultaneously going on, which is fine as well. And just get kind of like a wider shot where you'll see in different games where you can split the screens. Just doing something like that just to mix it up, mm. make it different because at the end of the day, if it's not half court. Three on three now, you don't want to just be looking getting fried. Like obviously, even if you're kind of not trying, is you're gonna end up trying because it's a half court game. And let's say now, okay, I'm not defending. 
you know, let's say for example, um, I don't know, Anthony Davis ain't really defending Tatum like that, for example. Yeah. And Tatum just keeps lining him up, lining him up. You can, bro, you're thinking, bro, what's going on? Then you're like, no, you know what? I'm gonna actually stop you because I can't go out like this. It's it's a, it's a lot harder to not get back on defense when it's half half court as well. Exactly. It? So, so it's like you can still play some sort of, but it can still be some sort of competitiveness inside it, and. Most players are going to have shame where it's like, no, it's not going to happen. And obviously, the one thing that we've been saying for time, which I don't know if they ever, ever will do. I think with the older guys going out, I think with the young guys, they have a better chance to, to bring in, obviously, the ones. Because I feel like with the younger guys, they're more on it. Like, they don't mind yeah. going at each other one-on-one on a stage. Whereas the older guys, is like, they've done it, obviously, behind the scenes, behind closed doors, everything. And all we can do is just hear rumours and such. But these younger guys... I think they're more likely to like. What you think right now, like for example, everything that's been brewing. It's not like nothing. No beef has been brewing, but with the small shots that Shay and it and Anthony Edwards have been giving each other and all the comparisons, I put on a one-on-one stage. Like, not saying it's going to be a beef thing, but it's going to be competitive. The same way, if it was with whatever, um Luca and Booker, and you can kind of build on these things with the ones, and then it will just get better. Like, mm. but I don't know if they're ever gonna bring that or not but that'll be good in obviously if, whether it's unlimited dribbles shot clock or free dribble limit or whatever but they should actually look into get these things and put it in from like, at least in the near future with the younger guys as obviously these older guys are kind of going far and far away yeah 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 so i saw two scenarios um one was quite similar to what you were just saying rodney but uh one of them was uh, a six player so four six player tournament essentially so sort of five six so north versus south versus east versus west mm. so then it's same similar thing where probably played on a full court uh so north versus south east versus west for example uh and yeah first round is to advance to the actual all-star game and then like the winner gets like 200k there's proceeds that go to charity and obviously like it's a different format because obviously we're used to five players on the court. You're not having six. Mm. It's just different. Um, and then, yeah, it's just about the highest score wins. And I think, yeah, there's a bit of pride, like who's the best conference division. I mean, within the conference. And then another one that I saw was quite interesting was a free, free, free tournament. So obviously there's 24 all-stars, eight teams of three. Um, obviously this will be played half court. So then each team will have a centre, guard and a forward. For example, Jokic, Curry, LeBron. Mm-hmm. And then it's just three on three. Eight teams. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Half court only. And then it keeps it going. And then it's like obviously the winner stays on. So that and the ones, I think they have to implement that. I think it's it's got to the stage where I felt like the All-Star game used to be carried a bit over the last few years by... um like good slam dunk contests, like the stars still show up for the three point contest, but there's been really good slam dunk contests over the last few years. If you're looking at the uh, Zach Levine and Gordon, the Gordon one the following year, even la- one last year wasn't actually bad, it was pretty decent. But I feel like, yeah, the All Star game, I mean, Adam Silver got it wrong. Be praising for when he gets it right when like, he adds the in season tournament. I think he got this one wrong, uh, changing it from the format it was in terms of like the proceeds going to charity every quarter and having that final proceed that goes to charity. I think he kind of got it wrong. I know they're playing for charities, but it was one each. And I felt like the, the format last year worked, or well, last few years worked better. Um, 
But yeah, they need to just go away, get away from the five v five. I think if it's threes, if it's sixes, just switch it up. I, I quite like the the half court three on three. What? That's, Sorry, go on, go on. Yeah, I think that's just like street ball kind of, isn't it? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and it's that element of what they used to play. Like all the players played that growing up. So as a fan, you always want to see points, but when like the score is two hundred and something to one eighty, like that's bullshit. <laughs> that's, that's bullshit defense, man yeah. and that's how players stop, players stop caring about scoring at that point because it's already a ridiculous scoreline like it needs to yeah I, I I agree it needs to it needs to change yeah it definitely does man like there's just no competitiveness and you know it's kind of it's just it's just kind of boring and it's been bought it's like it's for too long now and I, it's hard for the NBA to bring back competitiveness with just a normal fives at the moment it depends I think Maybe later on, depending on how these other younger guys who are going to be trying to be next up or whatever, if they decide to actually flip the switch and make it more competitive, then yeah. But then this is why the the thing one underlying thing as well why All Star also lost his competitive edge as well is because everybody's friends now. There's no beef. There's no, you know, what I mean, like if let's say, like for example, the East and the West. A majority of them were beefing people in the West. I'm not saying like probably, but there was like rivalries. On the court, they're gonna move a bit mad, you know. what I mean, if they're guarding each other, like, okay. I, I, for example, when um, uh, James Harden and Giannis were doing that, whatever beef, whatever, and stuff like that. And then they, if they get into it for for example for the All Star and everything, and he's like, okay, I got Giannis, let me cross him up, then Giannis is gonna come back. Like then, the, when there's more rivalries, it's more comp- competitive. So. Obviously, with the East with West, like with the Giannis and Halliburton thing, wasn't really going to be something. But if that grew in something and all started, went at them, went at it, it would have been different. So I yeah. think that overall is why it won't be competitive because everyone's friends, everyone wants to rest, everyone wants to chill, and so and so, and injury concerns. Um, but we'll, I don't know what Adam Silver's going to do, but there's a lot of ideas that have been floating around there and he needs to take it into account. Otherwise, the All Star, because I was like, I really didn't bother. <laughs> You're much of it like I just okay three point and with Stephen Sabrina I was like okay cool. Didn't bother with dunk contests. I saw some things even like Obi Toppin's brother had like a very actually a decent dunk and the arena was quiet. It came to forty seven. I'm like that was a good dunk though. Like yeah. it was actually a very good dunk. So I, I was like from there I said yeah I'm out man. I'm head out like. From when the fans don't care that's when you should be more concerned. Like, yeah. It's one thing for the players to complain about it. when the fans are like disengaged and like you said not really reacting to the shit that's happening you're like okay yeah we need to very very quickly before we move on those two fixes i didn't like uh, that people have mentioned and obviously the one that's been mentioned the most is the winner gets the all-star game sorry winner gets the home court advantage in the uh nba oh, finals oh yeah so like the, the conference conference yeah, yeah, yeah. So fixes that's a fix to the actual all-star game that got suggested yeah so a lot of people have been suggesting that online because <laughs> it's it was done in baseball and they eventually took it away and it obviously their all-star game eventually gave whatever it was yeah the in the say similar thing that's been proposed mm-hmm. but i don't like that because yeah for me in my opinion it's it's it might be someone that has nothing to do with like do you know what i mean and uh, that team and it's like uh, to me it's just <laughs> stupid like no I mean, it's, it's a team-based thing. It, it must be, be so rare, though, that like the the team that ends up with, like the team that ends up making it to the actual finals hasn't had one. To be fair, the the Heat probably had it when like uh, last year with Jimmy. Was Jimmy yeah, even an All Star? I'm, I'm sure Bam might have been one. 
Or would he? That's what I'm saying though. Like, like normally, just because like if you're one of the better players, you'll normally be on one of the winning teams. I can't remember the last time an NBA team did like an NBA team that made the finals did not have an All Star on the team. Yeah. Interesting. And there was another one, USA versus World. No. So like that in the All Star. Ooh, that would be better. But it's right now the way it is because the Europe, I mean the world, should I say, is very, very, very good. But at the same that time, that would be good. That would be definitely be better. That would be that be what Shea, Shea, Yanis, Jokic, Luca, Luca, Shea, Luca, Yanis, um, Jokic, Embiid, Embiid's mm-hmm. USA now. Oh yeah, yeah Embiid. Yeah. Uh, so there's four though. Like, I'm just, wait, hang on. Who else was on the All Star team that would be? Uh, Cat, Cat, yeah. There's not enough. There's not enough of them. That's that's the problem. And then you're, that means you're, you're drafting guys like I don't know these other guys just just to fill up the roster. Like yeah, no, there's not all stars. There's, there's yeah, not yeah. quite quite enough. I just think them. the three on three thing is cool because I think it will expose players. I like, like I like your division laziness. idea as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it will expose players like if you, I don't feel like in the three on three you have the you can be taking the piss almost yeah, because just, yeah. how can you? It's three on three. That's like, what I was saying. Like bro, if you're on the threes now and it's okay, you're not guarding me, and you start getting lit up. Yeah, bro, it's a bit of pride now. If, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? If they change it to so like each the each attribute, you know, there's six, there's six divisions in the NBA. If each division, like you said, had four to five representatives, the only thing that would be like tight is when like you look at like the Pacific one with the Clippers, the Lakers, yeah, yeah. the Warriors, the Kings, and the Suns. Like, yeah. you'd be like, oh damn! So I have to pick between KD, Booker. Kawhi PG like if you look at that 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 division alone had seven players that made the all-star team this year so it would be tough to say yeah we're but I still feel they should do the voting as east versus west and they should just divide the eight by three if they're to do that and then similar with the six sixes by fours if they're to do that then maybe just do just put people in do you know what I mean you're representing the north representing the south representing the east representing the west but you're just six Mm. six six I think the freeze is the best thing. Or like based on like what one thing that I think would work a lot a lot better actually if you group draft classes and say like draft class versus draft class, and then for like the older lot you just have like I don't know like the two thousands <laughs> draft class because there's, like, there's not enough of them to make up like a a whole team. It would be what a Bron, KD, Steph, Harden would have to get drafted, but like there's. I think there's many ways. The league just have to be become yeah, a bit just to, a lot more, a lot He's more. Throwing creative. enough out there, so listen. Yeah, yeah a lot more. Um, one good aspect. Um, hopefully, you've got cousin taking credit for this. We need to check. Yeah. Um, uh, Damian Lillard. Yeah. He won the three point contest and All Star MVP. Um, so, what does this does this show anything for Damian? Lillard? Does this prove us wrong in any way? Um, shape or form Obviously there's another Second point to go by But in terms of him Winning those two And even the comments That Giannis was like Yeah we're the oldest here we got to be, be, be A bunch of kids To win a championship Like come on Dame This sort of thing Like obviously it was jokes But it was still like Yo I can't lie He's, he, ain't, he ain't lying <laughs> Like he ain't lying But Dame winning Three point and all star Like what does this really Say for him Or is it just like a, He just did it in it For real Honestly It means Absolutely fuck all Because <laughs> Dame's Dame at present Is having Like He's averaging below His career average So in, in the regular season Anyway So like Great that he was able to 
put on a show in in, uh, in the All Star game. Mm. I can't fault him for winning, you know, the three point shootout because you know they, they he went last and Dame did what Dame does. Too fair, he almost he almost didn't though. Yeah. yeah, he almost. <laughs> yeah, it was his last rack that saved him. It's not even the last rack, bro. He missed every shot bar one. The very last shot was the shot that made that like uh, put him above everyone else to win the competition. Otherwise, I think he would have drawn with everyone else. Okay, yeah, so, 20, 24, yeah. you know, but yeah, no, I didn't put a lot of a lot of weight in it because, like, like I said, one, like, you know, it's deep that Halliburton didn't <laughs> didn't win MVP. He had a great game as well. He did. Um, especially from him just being in a home crowd and whatnot. But um, like looking at Dame in the All Star game, he he was just in his element of just shooting, isn't it? But we what matters is is regular season. Yes, I I respect. Like me, I was one of the people who said Dame should not be starting in this in in the in the um, All Star game, and I stand by it. To be fair, I don't I don't feel bad for it either because. I think there's other guys who've been playing better than him this year that probably deserve to make it over him. However, like shout out to him for showing up when when opportunity was there to get a whole load of buckets. He was he was first in line. But it does have to be said, like you're not having the best season, and the fact that your team are not having the most success over the last what ten games, they're three and seven. Yeah. I and I can't like I can't stress that game against Memphis was absolutely disgusting to watch. Because Charles Barkley called it from the beginning of the game and said, this is going to be a close game. Watch out. Because Milwaukee have been struggling. Memphis is going to come out here and be super hungry. Memphis without Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, yeah. Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart. I didn't think Derrick Rose even played, bro. Mm-hmm. They were playing GG Jackson, who came off the bench, yeah? And a bag of guys on two-way contracts or rookies. Like... For you to come out here full strength with your with your roster and still lose that game, I don't care that it was in Memphis. That's embarrassing, man. That is, and the the worst thing is, from the start of the game, you could see that Memphis were going to be hanging around because Milwaukee right now they just couldn't put him away. And Doc came out and and was making excuses as he does, saying how our guys our guys were thinking about. Did you say Cancun or Carbo? He was. They they were. Their minds are not on the game. Big man, your job is to get these guys ready to play every single game. And I'm hearing excuses like this, but you're partially right. You have to put the onus on the players at the same time because Yanis should not ever walk into a game like that and not absolutely dominate to the point where he can rest. Because a, a, re- a real team with a championship mentality would have said, let's wrap this up quickly by halftime so we can rest for the second half and get let the young boys play. Yeah. Instead, you man are out here playing full minutes, full sets of minutes. Dane played 35 minutes in that game. Shot seven of 21. Three of thirteen, but then in an All Star game, he takes twenty three threes and makes eleven. Yeah, that's no defense, isn't it? That's <laughs> no, nah, but I'm just, of of course there's no defense. But at the same time, like you're supposed to be Dame Lillard, like these these young boys should not be able to check you the way they were checking him. So yeah, I, I yeah I, the the All Star game means nothing to me in terms of like I don't feel like I was wrong in saying that Dame shouldn't have been there. I think obviously. What if we're talking about the actual All Star game? He's the first player to win both three point contests and the All Star game MVP in the same year. Nice. So he broke history and he became the I think the fifth player, alongside Steph Curry, Kyrie Evan, Glenn Rice, and Larry Bird to win the three point. Yeah, to just win both three point contest and All Star game MVP. But this is my problem. Just continue with what you're saying. Like they have been so trash. I. I there's nothing to even like celebrate with the way he's been playing, the way his actual team has been playing. 
And I know it's great all-star game, blah, blah, blah. No one plays defense. No one really cares. The, the three-point contest was all right. But I actually watched that Memphis game and it was so bad. Like I, I rarely watch a team that I generally called at the beginning of the season and said they would be in the NBA finals, lose to a team this poorly. I, I don't think I've ever seen it. And this team, and it's not like Memphis, firstly, their starting five have been shocking because they're very low in the West anyway. Mm. Their backups are even worse. How <laughs> in any right mind are you losing to their backups? And it wasn't even like losing. It was they were getting out-hustled, out-rebounded. Like, they were getting blocked. Like, they were actually getting outplayed. And like, it's all good and all all-star game and your next game. And I know we're talking about a game that happened before, whatever, but I can't hide from that. We've not done a podcast since. It's embarrassing. Let, let me, let it's me. embarrassing. Like, people need to understand. <laughs> like, Dame, you want it, and all you've done is get the limelight for us to cuss you because yeah. this... And you and the Bucks, I mean, boy, it's been really, really bad lately. And look, between him, Doc, Yanis, that locker room... <laughs> like, those two... Those three in general need to help, but Dame and Giannis need to go to the locker room and torch everyone and be like, yo, we are ass right now. What a bag of poo, bro. We need to turn up and become the championship team that we that we are. Like we've we've been here, we've been there before and we've won. Yeah, there's a few changes, but our culture is still the same, our values are still the same, like we don't have Drew, but Lillard's here. We gotta make this work. Like he needs, to, like what Shaq was saying to him as well. Like you two, you three need to sort it out. But you and Yannis need to go there, and yo tell these man to pattern up because right now it's just, it's just looking like yo a, a field of grass and hippies on drugs. You are just doing whatever you want. You're moving mad, insane. Yeah. So it needs to stop. But something else which happened where I'm. I'm starting to think, like, in terms of, like, Giannis and Dame's relationship, friendship, whatever you want to call it on the team, obviously, it definitely is, like, fresh and everything. But it looks... I'm not sure what that is saying as well, because maybe that is also a tricking effect to the rest of the team. Um, but then, then again, I'm like, I don't know, because even the way Giannis speaks about Dame, like, I'm his biggest fan, and I'm... Like, he's saying all the right things, and, mm. you know, obviously, how he's showing it, I'm sure he's, he's also doing that and giving him free trainers and that. But Dame was asked about his um, top five in the league at the moment. Mm -hmm. And obviously done himself, Steph Curry, LeBron, KD, and bam, so that, added by that, that, that makes, the last one makes no sense. Obviously, I don't know why he went to Jokic, bro. <laughs> like, but bam's his guy in it. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously I have a few things to say here, but number one, obviously he's left Giannis out. That's your teammate. Even if you want to put Bam there, that's your teammate. You got to just slot him in there no matter what. Like if there was anyone else, even Steph right now would say, yeah, me, Clay, he, as ass as he's been, he'll say, he'll mention Clay. He might leave Draymond because, you know what I mean? He's been insane. But like, that was like, okay. Eesh. And then I started to think, hmm, okay. Yes, he left out Giannis. He didn't mention him in anything. And he's like, okay, cool. Then I started to think, if Dame was on the heat, he would be happy because he'd be if he's guy, bam. He likes the culture, he likes the team. Would he be playing better because he's in a happy scenario with his guy, bam, who they'll actually play better with each other because they're actually going to pick and roll. Like, 
Giannis and Dame pick and roll is very low. I don't. I think. I think he does more pick and rolls with Brooke Lopez than than Giannis. And I'm like, if that was Bam, I know that pick and roll will be flying. I know he'll be happy. I'm thinking. Now I'm starting to think like, obviously, yes, he would have been more happy in Miami and everything. But the situation is, you're at the box. They have won in recent, in a few recent years. You're paired up with Giannis, who's one of the most dominant forces in the league. Like, what's going on? But him leaving out Giannis, is this a big deal? Like, is their relationship still kind of like, yo, and I don't know. I, as, as much as I'd love for there to be drama in this situation, I just don't think it's that. I think he either wasn't, like, really paying attention and just kind of forgot that Giannis existed. Or... Because did he actually say Bam. Yeah, yeah, he did. He said bam, like in his top five, and it yeah. wasn't. There was no hesitation. It wasn't like uh, it's like yeah, he said Steph, KD, LeBron, bam, like me, like it was straight. Okay. Bam, 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 bam. There he he might he might have said bam because bam dropped a triple double on them a few nights ago. Oh come on, <laughs> bam, boy, it makes no sense. No, it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Bam had 16, 12, and eleven on them though, like. Like I, I can't see in what right mind you're in where you say Bam apart from the fact that he's your friend, but even then it doesn't really make sense, bro. Like how Bam isn't even a top a top three center in the league to be honest. Whoa, he's not a top three center in the league. What? Okay, Jokic and B. Yeah. Then who? Which Which one do you want, Rudy Gobert? I'm sorry. What you want, Rudy Gobert? I'll, I'll give you Rudy Gobert. Rudy Over Gobert. Bam. Yeah, of course. You're moving crazy. I'm not moving you're crazy. Moving crazy. I'm not moving I crazy. You would have had sense and said cap. But you said Cat's not a centre this year though, is he? He's playing power forward. Yeah, but still Rudy Gobert. I'll say Rudy Gobert. I'll say Rudy Gobert if I'm not And I'm I'm the biggest Gobert hater as well, but I see I see To put Gobert nah. over Bam nah. is absolutely insane. Nah. I think Bam, I think I think Bam's a top three centre. Bam could be a top three centre if he, he left Miami. Top, Bam could be a top three centre if he left Miami. He's not. Yes, he is. Come on, man. Bam is a top three centre. So is also better than him. You're not going to argue about Sabonis is better than Bam. There's an argument that can still be made. No, it's not, there's no argument, but Sabonis it's is better 100%, 100%, than Bam. 100%. Sabonis is, what does is, what is Bam do better than Sabonis? Jump my ass. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so just to get some stats up as, as we're Man, all going. You, I, I, like, if you said Sabonis, I could be like, okay, there's an argument that you can make. Sabonis is cool. definitely better than Bam. Sabonis, yeah, Bam's lucky he's not in the West, otherwise he wouldn't have made the All-Star team. He's mad that Sabonis didn't move what he's averaging as well. Yeah, but it's it's because of the West. Yeah, is AD a center? No, he's not being a forward, is he? He plays center, bro. He, he plays center. Yeah, he plays center. Okay, so he's a center. If Cat's power forward, then AD's a center. But all I'm saying is, yeah. Yeah. Do you want some stats whilst we're on this then? Yeah, give me Sabonis, though. Don't, don't, don't give me Gobert. Sabonis' stats cause... are definitely inflated this because he's getting triple doubles like his, like his water, bro. That's so why Bam's not inflated. Jimmy hasn't been around. That, bro, that Heat team... There's team times when even Bam himself ain't even there. Listen, bro. So, so bonus is, sh- is averaging 20 points. Yep. Uh, 0.5 blocks. Yep. 8.3 assists. Wow. Yep. 13.2 rebounds. Mm-hmm. He's shooting 62.2% from the field. Yep. And 42.6% from the three. Okay. 40 what from three? 42.6. All right, let me give you... Let me. So, so it's not even close, is it? Because Bam's averaging 20 points. On fifty one percent from the field, nine point one percent from three. Nine point one percent from three. He's not a three point threat at all. Ten point seven rebounds, four point two assists. So every single stat on offense that I've given you, he is better. Bam is definitely a better defender. I don't know if he's a better defender if he just if he's just more oh, athletic. He's definitely a better defender. 
Death yeah, no, he is. He is actually because I've seen Bam switch on switch. Okay, I've seen Bam switch on to guards. But bro, I'm just telling you, like he's lucky he's not in the West because he would not. He would not have gotten an All Star this year. Like 100, percent he wouldn't have got All Star this year. Let me look at his blocks for this. The season. bonus was unfortunate, to be fair. In, fa- in yeah, fairness, ba- Bam's only averaging one one block a game. One block a game, one point one steals. So bonus is zero point eight blocks. Did you say, Junior? Yeah, zero point eight. 0.9 steals 0.5 block It's not that It's not that far apart On defence Statistically anyway Obviously he'll have A different effect In terms of influencing Where there's no stat However I just feel like It's it's not close to me anyway Over who I would have And I'm pretty sure they were They, they were either the same No they were one draft apart I think Sabonis was 2016 And Bam was 2017 Yeah man It's, it's, yeah, it's Bam, Bam is not Bam is, is not um, Is not A top three centre In the league bro I don't know. I don't know what Dame was. Dame was definitely smoking sus. I don't know what's going on, bro. I don't know. Obviously, he should have should have been Jokic straight. But what was what what um what was even mad just what just feels like now that someone someone tweeted that Kaiser might have more points than Bam. <laughs> that is so wild. That is so wild. And I'm out here defending him. <laughs> actually, actually, actually let, let, let's talk about this. How are your team scoring two hundred and eleven points in an All Star game and you had. Three. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely wow. Yeah, let me double check. Imagine if he, sure imagine, imagine if and he started. He started as well. He started as well. Imagine if you what? bet. Like I don't put mad vi- Like I said, I don't put loads of value on the points you scored in the All Star game. But what the hell were you doing? Oh my gosh! Yeah, three points. Two assists. He only played seventeen minutes. Ufa. Yeah. Why was he there? <laughs> Why was he there? Like someone told me, I would have rather seen Paolo start. That would be more entertaining for me to watch. Nah, Bab's taking a piss, man. <laughs> do you retract your statement? Rodney. Do you retract your statement? Rodney. Uh-huh. Th- three, two, and two. <laughs> do you retract your statement? It's all star game. What a cast What's cast What is his stats, man? Uh, I've had enough of this, man. <laughs> it's an all star game, man. No, I understand it's an all-star game, but Bam might be the three, two, and two. Did he even hit a three? Or was, he, was yeah, he only hit a three, yeah. <sighs> yeah, man. Like, like Dame, uh, I don't know if you're trying to recruit Bam to come to come to Milwaukee, yeah. which I really don't see him doing coming from Miami. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm very, very confused. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not understanding. But I think I think uh, Rodney to your point about yeah. about Dame. I I don't think there's a lot of value in his list, and I don't think there's like him not saying Yanis. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that's about, bro. Maybe maybe, for, maybe forgot Yanis was there. What, Jules, any, anything on this? <laughs> you still the I'm trying to find Carson. He had four points. Had four yeah. Points. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? No, it's no rebounds. I'm trying to trying to just find it, but he said over. He had four points. All I'm saying is. It. <laughs> Kai came off the bench as well. Yeah. <laughs> so this reality is I saw something before the game of a, of a lady saying if he goes also a game MVP, she was gonna do some smoke to this guy. Yeah. Was it was was some it Ice Spice or Ruby like, Rose? Just some outrageous. Lady. Was Ruby Rose? Yeah, said drop twenty. Or 30? I just went thirty. Yeah, thirty. That was it. I feel for him, man. Sorry, I'll ban it. Tough now, isn't it? I'm, I'm fine losing battle here. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not, it's not, it's not bam. It's not bam. That's fine though. Okay, well, um, yeah, Damien's All Star Weekend performance. I mean, 
cool. He did what he did, but we want to see in the regular season. So let's hope the second half of the season there can be improvement with the Bucks, um, and those three can take accountability. Um, when it comes to accountability, <laughs> <laughs> out of those three, there's one guy who has never taken never. accountability. And then he had his son go on there and call him daddy. Yeah. On, 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 yeah, on live TV, yeah, defended him. And it's like, yo, I don't understand what's going on. Like, really and truly, he's making a, mo- a mockery. And this segment is featuring Doc Floppery. Yeah. JJ Reddick went in on Doc Rivers mm. saying that he's never taken accountability. He's seeing the trend. He's always throwing um, his teams under the bus, people under the bus, especially with that Carbo statement as well, throwing under the bus. It came to Clippers. He went through... You say it was recent as well. In the space of 72 hours, he's throwing how many people under the bus? He threw the Bucks players, the yep. organisation, mm-hmm. and Kawhi Leonard and under Kawhi, the bus. And Kawhi Leonard. Saying, I remember he was, when he was talking about it, saying, yeah, with the I bubble. Can, I can t- tell you what he said. Yeah. Doc revealed he attempted to influence Kawhi Leonard's uh, perspective on Shea Gilgis Alexander's potential, and this is before they got PG. So when Kawhi was like, "Yeah, I want to, I want to join the team," but you need to get PG, and because Shea had to be part of that deal, Doc Rivers was trying to say, "No, nah, you know what? Like, I think you and Shea could work out." And this is what Doc said: "I even brought it up to Kawhi. Are you sure? I think Shea's going to be an amazing player. It may take a year or two, but I think you're underestimating how good Shea's going to be." So with that statement alone, not only is he f- Basically trying to throw, <laughs> basically throwing Kawhi Leonard under the bus, but he's also trying to take props for Shay, and he also tried to take props about the trade, Harden trade to the Clippers. Uh-huh. Like this man is a war criminal, you know. Uh-huh. I don't know who's worse, him or Putin. We got, we really have to compare now because so outrageous. really and truly, he's, so outrageous. he's doing some, he's doing some, some world shaking things, huh? I'm um, honestly like, fam. I can't believe it, and I agree with everything JJ said. And Patrick Beverly trying to be the the guard dog that he is and saying, "Oh, he saved your career." Relax. It's not true. Relax. Patrick Beverly's only saying that because he plays for the Bucks now. Also, like Pat is Pat. This is the second. When did Pat join the 76ers? In the summer, or would, yeah? Because yeah? mm-hmm. this is the second time in like five years that Pat has been coached by Doc Rivers now. Obviously he did a stint as the Clippers mm-hmm. in the bubble. Pat was there. And then obviously now he's back uh, back in in uh, under under Doc in uh, Milwaukee again. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a combination of things that like he has he's he's speaking from experience of being coached by Doc previously. But also yeah, he like don't talk about he's trying to say don't talk about my coach like that. Alright, so when we to actually read out, because we've not actually said the quotes that Jay oh, yeah, Reddick yeah, has yeah, said yeah. actually that would be ideal. So JJ Reddick, so to give perspective to people that somehow don't know, um, Doc Rivers was hired in late January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are in February. To be the Milwaukee Bucks coach, he's sitting on a 40 million contract. 40 million. He's getting 40 M's. 40 million. Over how many years? Four years. That runs through to the 2026-27 season. Is that it? Yeah. So it's, it's a three-year contract? Yeah. So that's what he's on, and that's what happened, all right? So now, <laughs> since then, they've played 10 games. A total of 10 games. <laughs> In those 10 games, they have gone three and seven. 
for 40 mil. <laughs> I repeat. No, 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 wait, wait. I didn't even know. I didn't get, like, I didn't think I didn't think about that either. 40 mil. 40 million dollars. Just crazy about coaching contracts as well. Regardless of whether they get, it's like NBA contracts. If you get fired, right, you, you still, still get, get paid. Yeah. yeah, it's guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> they are now three and seven. See, mm-hmm. Something just went into my eye because of this. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. No, I'm actually so rattled. I'm so, oh my, forty million. So, so to like to understand why we are like this, there's now perspective. So to this perspective, Rivers has said in light of this three and seven start, the Bucks job has probably been more difficult than I thought. JJ Reddick then came out correctly, in our opinion, saying, I've seen the trend for years. The trend is always making excuses. JJ Reddick actually played for Doc Rivers for four years between 2013 and 2017. That's a long time. It's four years and they're at the Clippers. He even said, Doc, we get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. Just like getting traded in the middle of the season is hard for a player. We get it. But it's an excuse. You're always throwing your team under the bus. Yeah? And what we were saying is, as you correctly said about Doc Rivers in the loss of the Grizzlies team somehow, he said he had he had some guys here, some guys were in Cabo questioning his players' effort. We lost to Memphis. Oh, it's the players' fault. That's what Reddick said in response. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players' fault. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. Yeah. Then he's like, then you look at quotes over the weekend. Now you want to take credit for the James Harden trades. The Clippers working out. He wants credit for that. There's never accountability of that guy. So off the light of that, that's what Beverly has now gone back and forth. And then obviously Beverly went and said that this man, Doc, actually saved your career, started you and no one else wanted to. And you go, you and you retire and go on TV and say that, and then obviously, Reddick responded back to that saying, "Pat, my guy, I had a four year offer with a player option with the same money to be a starter for a different team." F O H, fuck out of here, you saved my career. <laughs> so, so to finish my mini segment on this and round it up and let the boys take over, JJ Reddick stats with the Clippers. It doesn't help that yet. Yeah. Let me tell you what he averaged under Doc and. It's very clear to see he would have figured out any team. So Patrick Beverly, shut your mouth. 28.9 points per game. Minutes per game. Sorry. I was about to say, you did minutes, never average that. Minutes per game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, when did he do that? <laughs> 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 uh, 15.8 points per game. That's correct. 2.1 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 0.6 steals per game, 0.1 blocks, uh, 46.6% from the field 44% from the free crazy 89.7% free throw shooting he was a sharp shooter 100% and he was a very good two guard in the NBA he would have worked out on any team the thing is yeah is obviously when um, Austin Rivers was saying oh um, you had your best years with him da, da, da. now the thing is we're not saying nothing about Doc, when it comes to the regular season, he somehow always made a way to obviously <laughs> look good. Like he's he's somehow figured it out. Obviously, in the regular season, you don't really have to make that much adjustments. Hundred percent. So obviously, during the regular season, yes, a lot of players have good seasons under him. But this is not where the problem is. Is the fact that 
And it's been said by people who are under you that you don't make adjustments or even good adjustments. You don't do that. You blow leads, pause, and... (laughs) 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 That That wasn't even a pause as well, man. That was funny as well. (laughs) You do that and you just flop. Like, is you're holding on to what happened with the Celtics and it's like that that's gone and done. Like you've had a list of Hall of Fame players under you. And it's like, <coughs> what have you really shown? Just the same trend. This is where we're getting at, is that. Like, even with the Sixers recently, you done the same thing. Mm. And they were saying, Oh, yeah, with well, so, no, but you still you shagged. You shagged. In the bubble of the clippers, you shagged. Like, this is what we're saying. And now, also, the reason why I understand that it's hard, you know, taking over a team mid se- uh, in the season and such, such yeah. but do you know why also I'm not taking that BS? <laughs> because what was Doc's role before he became head coach? He was an advisor an to ad- Adrian Griffin. An advisor. So you are advising him on how to coach this team. You are, you, you're in familiar grounds. I'm sure you but you're in, you, it's not like he was sitting at home doing nothing because obviously he would make no adjustment to his life if he's not been doing it on the court. So it's not like he was doing nothing. It's not like he was just sitting doing whatnot what or he was just commentating or such, whatever. No, you was an advisory to Adrian Griffin. So he was advising him on how to coach this team. So you're not really mid-season. You're just now like, okay, what I would tell him, now I'm just going to, I just need to do myself. And he's saying how he was, he was told the box organization that I don't know why you're doing this or this is a mistake or whatever, mm. so and so and so. But... The fact that they've spoken to you about it anyway, you were advising them, so you had a good role there. Mm. So the degree of difficulty turns down a bit because you were still part of the organisation. You still knew the ins and outs of what is happening. So this is why I'm not hearing it. And it's just been bad. And you're throwing your players on the bus, bro, your job, you've got to get these players switched on. Yeah, and you start with the leaders. You start with Giannis and Dame. You go from there and then you make them have a triggering effect to the rest of the team. What you're doing, what you're doing, you're throwing the teams under the bus. And then now they're saying now the Bucks go and share. Because if the Bucks, I'm I'm telling you, like if the Bucks this year or next year do not win, yeah, and or they and they or they get out first round again or something like that. If anything mad happens, I think this will be Doc's last coaching contract. Ever. I mean, we said that last time. Yeah. I don't know how. No, no. no he, he, and the fact that he even got to coach the East All Stars. Listen, like, listen, listen. On? There is some type of, and I said it before. There's some type of reverse racial bias with Doc Rivers, 100%. where he's the only only black black man I've ever seen in sports make the same mistake over and over again and continue to get hired for it. It makes absolutely no sense to me. We, we, like you said, has has great regular season teams, but is that down to his coaching? Is that down to the fact that he's always had good teams? You go back and look at this year; he's now got Damon Yanis, and bear in mind they already started well. When he went, they, 13, they're on a double 13, thirty and thirteen. That's what I'm saying. When he when he took over, and then now I think thirty three and twenty, which is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> then you go back. You go back to last year when it was Philadelphia, and he had the MVP on his team with James Harden running the show. And Tyrese Maxey as well. Go back to the Clippers before that now. And you had Kawhi Leonard, Paul George in the bubble, 3-1 up against Denver in a, in prime position to go and make the um, the Battle of LA finally happen after everyone was always talking about the hype around it and everything to go and fumble that bag and have us lose. 
Then we go back to when he was in, um, when he had the Lob City Clippers before Kawhi and Paul, uh, Kawhi and Paul George Houston even thought about coming there. And we blew a lead to Houston as well. Like, like I, I look at Doc Rivers as a Clippers fan and I'm disgusted. And the fact that his son, yeah, went on national TV to defend him as well, knowing full well that is a Nepo baby that was playing on our team as well. Get out of here, man. It's disgusting that you even had the had the cheek, Austin Rivers, to go on daytime television and try and back your dad in this situation. For 11 years, this man has underachieved. For 11 years, this man has underachieved in the playoffs. Do you know how crazy that is? And he's, he's riding this reputation of being a Hall of Fame coach off of having X amount of regular season wins. But like I said, he's had great teams. But one championship. One. I, I think when I look at Doc Rivers, I look at someone that is well past his prime, the best that you will give him, that like he will give a team. Like he's past his prime. If you're looking at a, a player and you look at them, they're in their prime, in their late 20s, early 30s. Doc's about 70. He's finished. Like he to me, the guy has got so many decisions wrong. I do not understand why the Bucks went and decided to hire this guy. Like 30 and 13 to sack someone. In my opinion, the next coach you're getting, if someone is on the 30 and 13, should be winning you the chip. Like I don't want to see the Bucks anywhere else but the NBA finals because that's the exact reason you hired Doc. If if Adrian Griffin Doc was meant to be the the, the the I don't know the best thing that's ever been since sliced bread because clearly he's better enough to fire someone that's thirty and thirteen. I mean that's NBA Finals. I don't want to see anything else, but they ain't gonna make it. And we've all called it on this pod. That is 100%. that decision has lost them a year in Yanis and Dame. They've lost a whole year. They will not win the championship this year, and you're seeing it. Like after ten games, you're seeing. The embarrassment within the 10 games, you've seen some bad defeats. Speak, really bad defeats. But Memphis was another level. 100%. Speak, speaking of as well, Yanis said um, said that the Bucks are going to win a championship with Damian Lillard. He said, we traded Drew Holiday. I won't say I, I didn't like it because Damian Lillard is now my teammate. And with him, we're going to win the championship. But my best friend leaving, bear in mind he said leaving, like he wasn't the guy who pulled that trigger, by the way. My best friend leaving... Who was, who was living two minutes away from me is tough. We won a championship and we cried together. Big man, I just want you to understand that you are part of the problem as well. Like your your lack of on-court leadership has put you guys in this position. The fact that you're so quick to fire Adrian Griffin and I understand like even Bud, I have to take this all the way yeah, back yeah, to yeah, Bud because yeah. I really don't think they'll be in this. And I'm saying be in a situation like they're not the third seed. They're still in very good position to go and do what they're expected to do. However... This road has started to become very, very rocky, yeah. and I have to trace it back to firing Bud. My man had a grievance and a, a big grievance in the family as well. Yeah. You know, after this man won UN championship, for you to go and fire him when when Yanis himself got injured pretty badly in in the first round and gave gave Miami a lot of momentum to go and then you know fin- um, win win that series against Milwaukee when they were they came in as underdogs. If Yanis was healthy, I think we'd be having a very different conversation. They might not even be there. We don't know. But I'm just saying, the second you guys fired Bud, things got out of control. 100%. Then you brought in a rookie head coach and expected him to win you a championship. Very, very crazy. Then you go and trade Drew Holiday to get Damian Lillard, but expect the same amount of chemistry considering you've now changed your 
essentially your number two option swapped in for Damian Lillard, mm. expecting the same uh, continuity in the team, and now your head coach as well. Like, make it make sense, bro. This is, it's, there's so much destruction as well because, like, the thing is as well, it's, like, it's not even like Bud got outclassed. Mm. It was literally just Jimmy. It was literally Jimmy putting on a spectacular performance for that. And then the role players, just obviously they did what they could do, but it was literally Jimmy went out of his mind. When you actually look back at that series... It's like, yes, Miami did a good job, whatever, and so and so. And <laughs> let's remember that their role players were acting way out of mm-hmm. pocket. So, yes, that happened. But it all goes down to Jimmy. Because now if, if if Jimmy doesn't score 50 and 45 and all this in, and he's just on the 30s, it's a different story. On top of that is the way how the team was with Drew. Giannis had the ball in his hands much, much more. And he was initiating offense much more as well. You've got Dame there now. So Dame is the one that needs to initiate everything. That has to go through there. Now, Giannis, you gotta play more off ball. You gotta cut back door more. You gotta go back to the basket more. This is where you can you get to actually change things because now Giannis is initiating too much offense. I mm. for me personally, mm. rather than Dame, and he's messing up the whole flow. Let Dame be Dame. You're saying we've got to let Dame be Dame. Let him control the tempo. He's now your point guard. He can handle the ball, he can pass the ball. He's fine to do that. What you need to do, Giannis, as well, is now. Play off of him. Where if you're playing off ball and you're cutting and he finds you cool. Or if you're doing screen rolls, like this is what the things he's happened. And I reckon Bud would have put a much better system and used much better. And obviously Asian Griffin was he was fighting the, the flipping locker room. So there was really a downhill battle. You're fighting the locker room. So you're trying to make adjustments and he's and on top of all of that, all the troubles that he was going through, he was still had a good record. Mm. Doc's come in and what has he done? Negative record or three of seven. Your last ten games, and he's throwing you guys under the bus. How can you be so quick to do that? The thing that I don't like about all of this is, <clears throat> like, why are people jumping on like Austin Rivers essentially and Patrick Beverly jumping on like JJ Reddick in terms of him playing under Doc rather than what JJ Reddick said? It's <laughs> like you mean question you as a man rather than the point you made. Like it's like if Cam says something, why am I questioning? Cam saying it rather than what Cam said. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They did that to Cam Newton as well, you know? Yeah. They did that to Cam Newton when he's talking about Brock Purdy being a game manager. Exactly. They're like, oh, how, how can you say that when you had X amount of career or da 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 da? And it's like, he's made a point. Talk about the point. Why Why yeah. is. Why to attack his character? Yeah, why are you attacking the person or his character? What he's. He's made a point, and the point, unfortunately, is valid because you're not doing well. You're doing mm. three and seven in a team that is meant to be with the Celtics as the best in the East, they're meant to have two, they do have two top 10 players mm. in their team and it's meant to be one of the fair, most fair duos of all time. Like, be real. This team won a championship a couple years ago. This is meant to be the move that shook the NBA and you're you're sitting at three and seven. Like, that's not good enough. You're going to get criticism. So don't be, I'm defend my dad. Shut your mouth. Like, you're out of the league for a reason. Like you, you're all able enough to be in the league. So stop getting onto JJ Reddick. He retired when his time was good. Austin Reeves, what how old is he? Thirty-two. No, Austin Rivers, you mean? Austin Rivers, sorry. Thirty-one. Uh, 
he probably should still be in the league. Him and AD were in the same draft. That's what I mean. So then w- w- you're sitting there talking. Why aren't you playing, bro? Like, don't get onto JJ. Re- JJ Reddick really question. Why aren't you playing, bro? <laughs> your like, dad, why? your dad kept you in the league. For you know what I mean? Longer. A lot of people will say that. So there's, don't be talking a man's character too tough. Like, cause he could clap back and it could be as rude as what you said. Like, he's making a fact, a, a statement based on facts. And mm. all you're trying to do is make bullshit. About his character, you're only in the league because of my dad. Shut up! Like you're only in probably. A, are you only a basketball because your dad privilege? Do you know what I mean? Like mm. if your dad wasn't Doc Rivers, would you even be a basketball player? Would you be in the league? Yeah, would it have been as that? And it's that, like, uh, would you have played yeah. for the clip? Like, I, I think he was still. Yeah, but then that's this is where this is where the, the argument no, starts going. No, no, no I that's what I mean. Because he's high school mistake. Thank you very. Crazy. I was gonna say his born his life high school mistake. mistake like, like yeah. he you know he was number one player in the country coming out of high school. Like, yeah, he was. I remember the very when he goes, I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna go off right. And now. then he went off. And he went <laughs> yeah. off. So I know he would have never been in the league. However, the favoritism playing under like it would have been a bit yeah. different. And the thing is, it's not like JJ really said, Doc Rivers, you are complete ass. Da, da, da. No one questioned about. Anything to do with regular season though, and then you're going to about JJ. Yeah, your best years with him. Yeah, okay, cool. What happened to those post seasons? How did Doc adjust? How did Doc coach the team when it mattered, and not just okay, we're facing Atlanta tonight. That's it. Bro, mm, th- mm. those things aren't happening. So that's why I'm not. I'm, that's why I'm not hearing it from Austin Rivers or Pat Bev. Pat Bev guy, I understand he's gonna always give some sort of two pence into something, and especially now that he's his head coach now. Definitely going to probably get Doc Rivers on the board soon. Nah, I won't be surprised. But at the end of the day, the trend is the trend. He hasn't got the name Doc Floppery for no reason. Doc the Flop is not for no reason. Players haven't said that this guy adjustment for no reason. They haven't said these things for no it's for a reason. That's the trend. After the Celtics, it's just been a da- it's, it's just been bad. The only the only post the only postseason series where I can say and I don't even know if he really did adjust there, but the only one is when it was the Clippers against the Warriors, when the Warriors had KD, Steph, Clay, all that, and it was on the Clippers, it was what, Shea, uh, Lou, um, Lou Williams, Pat Bev. Harold, Montrezl Harold, Tobias Harris. That team was like, bro, we knew that team wasn't good, but they put up a fight. And then for me, I'm just thinking, is it because the caliber players, because those guys were just dogs on the team, just going, like, you have Pat Bev, Lou, like, mm-hmm. it was just that. That's the... Only shows I can say, you know what? I won't even call that a flop because what could you do there? You made a compare. If you sold them to what six games, uh, I can't say anything. But outside of that, just flops. Lob City flop. New Gen Clippers flop. Sixers flop. Bucks flopping. What's going on? Doc the flop. That's what you are. If you don't redeem himself, he's not saying the only person, the only person who can explain what's going on is Doctor Umar. Big man team. That's the only person. That is the only Why person. Why not team? Because for some reason, this reverse was, I don't know what kind of, you know, what, when they say money infused power that Doc has got. <laughs> I don't know. They don't see him. They don't see him. He's got that. He's got that ish. I'm telling you. Like, I don't know what secret basketball site he's in, but I'm telling you, only Dr. Umar can explain what he's going on. It's mad. Big man team. <laughs> That's it. Let's move on, man. You're moving, man. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Moving on. Um, we all know that players such as LeBron, KD, and Steph um, are faces of the leagues, and but they won't be around too soon. Obviously, much longer. Yeah, not much longer. So you know, there's, there's a few years left. So now the thing is, what's going to happen when these guys leave? 
who's going to be the face of the league? What players are going to be the top players and you know faces of the league? And recently, um, this is another trend we've noticed. When Taylor Rooks or Malika Andrews is interviewing <laughs> these players, it's always a they don't know how to act. They just lose they their don't know how to, I'm fine in the West. No, you ain't, bro. No, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you was weren't. the other one that J- Jalen Brown? I'm Jalen Brown. I'm going to have five champions in the next six, in the next six years. My bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the finals appearance. Yeah. Yeah, the finals appearance. But <laughs> <laughs> There's some championships. Appearance. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But Jason Tatum in the interview said, like he said that he, when he says on the court, generally he thinks he's the best player in the NBA. Um, and I'm not mad at him for having that mentality, but he also said that he thinks that he has a chance to be the face of the league. It's literally for him to take. So, saying this, is Jason Tatum Staten? Oh, there's, there's a lot to happen. There's a lot to happen. Is Jason? <laughs> you said Jason Tatum Staten. Jason Tatum statement. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? And also, if Yes or no? Who else are the chances of being face of the league? Can I read out the statement quickly? Of course. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so the statement that Tatum said is, I feel like it's mine to take. I do feel like if we win a championship, it would be more distinguished and clear. But I understand I'm in that shortlist for sure. I feel like, hmm. I feel like it depends what we're talking about here. If you're talking about just overall best player in the league, 100% I, can, I think he can do that. Like one hundred percent, I think you can do that because he has a skill set. He's a two-way wing, which we know is like one of the best um, combinations of player that you can be in this league to really be classed as one of the best. Um, he's a um, he's one of the best offensive talents I've ever seen. To be honest, it, it, like if we're being one hundred percent real, when you talk about like lack of flaws in game, like he's got a handle, he can shoot. He's athletic enough to finish at the rim. Um, he plays above the rim as well. Like it's not like he's you know, Paul Pierce out here trying to, <laughs> trying to do a mad thing. He's got a great mid-range game as well. His passing has definitely gotten a lot better since uh, since the finals as well. Like, that's one of th- one of the big things that I know on this podcast we said he needs to improve on to really be classed as one of those, you know, elite guys. I think 100%. And he's been he's been the leader of that team for, at least, for a couple of years now. And they've been able to, you know at least make a conference finals, you know? Like, when you're a leader of a team and you're making the conference finals and stuff like that, you have to give him some level of credit. So, 100%. My only thing is that, like, he's... I think on court, no, like, no problems at all. He's not very, like, outspoken or anything like that out off court, though. Yeah. Like, you look at Anthony Edwards, right? That guy was made to be marketed. Yeah, 100%. Because even his advert for his first shoe, yeah, and it was it was what like twenty seconds, and he's got a zip, he's got a, a duffel bag, and he's pulling out. What do you think about these shoes? Garbage. What do you think about these shoes? Garbage. And he's he's pulling out other NBA players' signature shoes, bro. LeBron's garbage. Yanis's garbage. Steph's garbage. He said these AE ones though. These the one. Like that's that's confidence. That's cockiness. That's everything that I feel like like the American market would love about a player. It's the fact that. He's so confident in himself and cocky, but he can also back it up with his game. He talks a lot. You know, every time he gets interviewed, you know he's going to give you a nugget. You know there's always going to be one clip that you can always use with him as well. It's entertaining to watch, man. So I feel like Tatum is a bit more... I don't know if I can say humble necessarily, but he's definitely a lot more reserved than I think uh, Anthony Edwards is. And that's why I feel like when we're talking about faces of the league, 
Uh, I don't think Tatum's vocal enough to necessarily be that. I think guys like Anthony Edwards are definitely probably probably ahead of him in that regard. And also, you can't forget like Tatum. Tatum's got a little bit of a harder harder path to cross just because like his immediate peers are guys like Luca, yeah. who Luca came into the league and immediately got given that like yeah he's the next one up like he's going to be the next greatest player. And I think even though Tatum has finished above Luca a couple of times in MVP now for the last couple of years. I think it's just... I think when when the day comes that Jokic, Embiid or Giannis do not win MVP, I'd love for it to be Jason Tatum because I think I think like, he's one of the best players to watch play. But I reckon... I don't know, man. Also, fuck Boston. Like... <laughs> like, like, like all, no, all the way, like, fuck Boston, innit? So, I'm not too sure. But I'd, he has the talent to be... Um, like by far the best player in the league, in my opinion. The thing about Tatum, I like about him, but I don't like. I think he's a very good player on a very good team, and some. And obviously, he's a superstar. You all know how good he is. Yeah. But something about him, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the Boston factor, but it's just we don't care. Like not being, really. Nah, like he's not. He doesn't. To me, when I look at Tatum and I look at Boston and I look at. I just feel like they're a very, very top team. He's a superstar on the top team. But there's something about him that doesn't scream GOAT level. Like, one of the best to ever play the game. And I feel like taking out the three over 35s of Steph, KD, um, and Curry, that obviously yeah. generational talents, three of the best to ever play the game. Mm -hmm. He's surrounded by, to me, three players that are, are already in this next gen um, are three of the best to play the game mm. and will go down as that mm. plus possibly two to three more so the three is obviously Yanis is one of the best to ever play the game Jokic is one of the best 100%. to ever play the game you've got Embiid he's but, also one of the best to ever play the game and now you've got Luka I forgot four and Embiid will be more positional but yeah, yeah I agree Embiid's more positional but yeah and then you're then going dropping down even further to Luka Mm. He will go down eventually as one of the best to ever play the game. Maybe if he wins something. If yeah. he wins and when he wins to me, I think he'll eventually win. I think Shea has a kind of overly has kind of stepped over Tatum in terms of that supreme superstar status and being able to win an MVP. Shea's there. Like Shea's right there right now. And I don't ever think mm -hmm. I don't I know you're gonna say, but I don't finish, think finish. Tatum's ever been as close as Shea is now to winning an MVP Ooh. being right at the top echelon of that. Talk of them was talks. Last year, what do you mean? One year, last year, bro. Last year, he was, he was never, he was never that close, man. He was never. What you have to remember as well, yeah. And I'm not, no disrespect to Shea. However, Shea has has the benefit this year of uh of uh voter fatigue with both Jokic and Embiid now. That you have to remember that, like. It, it with this season that Shea's putting up now, and I think Shea's have Shea's my MVP by the way. I'm just saying that. Do you think Shea's season this year? Would even compete with Jokic's, either Jokic's or or Yanis's MVPs over the last Jokic, Yanis, even even for Embiid in there as well. Yeah, the last five. The the last five, like it, it, it probably wouldn't, innit? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that like Shea isn't isn't playing great. However, you have to remember when those guys are winning like their MVPs and whatnot. Even Embiid last year, voter fatigue was factoring into it that's why it, i think it slowly changed because i think there was a couple of like yanis won the first two years there was no chance yanis was gonna win a, gonna win the third one without 
winning the NBA championship and he went on and won the NBA championship in that year but then in that year Jokic was the MVP for another two years and now they've given it to Embiid now is the time for anyone not named those three to win, a, win an MVP and I think Shea's in the lead because he's the leader of a very young team and putting up great numbers but let's not shit like Tatum averaged 30 points on 46.6% shooting and you know he's putting volume behind that as well 8.8 .8 rebounds 4.6 assists um, I don't have his three-point percentage in front of me, but he got his team to the conference finals. They should have actually been. If I am telling you, if he did not sprain his ankle in the first yeah. minute of that game, yeah. they were gonna, they were hundred percent gonna beat Miami. In, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm very, very confident in that as well. I think they had all the momentum behind them coming back from three 0 Three, bro, how crazy that is as well. They would have been the first team to come back. Mm, but him the second he got hurt in that first does they i'm not, like brown should have stepped up loads of guys should have stepped up but they weren't able to tatum couldn't play like his his usual game and that's that's that but i'm i'm just saying like i for, for me shay shay is great i'm not putting him on above tatum right now because no but i'm not i'm not i'm not saying in terms of player personnel i'm saying in terms of like being this like to me i never i've never seen an mvp race and seen Tatum first for this long anyway I've, I've and, and that, again obviously you're correct in saying it depends the it's, it's the vote fatigue yeah. in the year that he's playing in but unfortunately it is the matter of a fact that Shea is either leading it with Jokic is very close either way Shea is right there and I've never seen Tatum there and then similarly you've got Wemby coming in yeah but which doesn't help it in terms of the next face of the league but I, 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 I can't look at Tatum and think face of the league like, i don't look at tatum and oh, yeah. even in even when the free big free retire i still don't feel he'll be the face of the league even it might take until luca luca sorry Jokic and b so it's the next three i think it'll just take for him to win a championship honestly i think that's yeah. that's the only thing stop even even everything you said about his team i think is right like he's always since he's come into the league he's had a very good team around him when you take he got drafted and the team acquired Kyrie Irving and gordon hayward the same year even though they got injured but I just feel like I look at Jason Tatum and I'm like, if this guy is finals MVP in the, in the year that they win the NBA championship, it'll be very hard to look at him and say, is this the start of Jason Tatum's like um, reign at the top of the league? It's true though. Winning does, winning does change. 100% it, it does. Winning does change it. Like you would, people would not be putting Shea as, as number one or two in the MVP race if, if the Thunder didn't have the record they have. What you have to remember as well, though, Boston are top of the East. Yes, they have a better team. However, you look at, like, his team's um, stats. Like, everyone has taken a lesser role to accommodate for the fact that they've increased, um, like, the rotation a little bit by bringing in Drew Holiday, by bringing in Paul Zingas. Like, they've made some sacrifices in certain 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 parts of the court to to accommodate for that. But Tatum's, just, Tatum, like, Tatum's dropped off three points total. But everything else is the same, man. He's still getting this. He's, he's shooting a better field, field goal percentage, playing slightly less minutes, uh, pretty much the same rebounds, pretty much the same assists. Like, like he's still playing the same kind of game. And I and I, I really do think that like some credit has to be given to him for for their um, for their play. Also, Jalen Brown has not been like that great this season as well. That really does have to be said again. That All Star appearance was a bit inflated. A hundred percent, because I think we looked at it, Rods, and he's averaging twenty one or twenty two points this season, which isn't bad. But like, you thought him getting the bag would then like he's dropped off significantly. Like he's dropped off more than I was hoping to see from him um, from from last season. Of course, of of course it is. But at the same time, there's other things factors as well. If you look at him, his efficiency is not good either. 
Like, like I said to you, Tatum's pretty much the same. But Jalen Brown, his efficiency's gone down. Also, more games of Boston that I've watched, he's not affecting the game. He's not. He's not affecting the game the same way. Um. Oh, so that makes sense. So the way it is, the way the league's set at the moment, so you've got the three over thirty fives. To me, in obviously KD, Steph, and LeBron. Yeah. Then you've got to me the, the three. Next tier. The next tier is the three thirties. So Yanis, Embiid, and, Embiid Jokic. and Jokic are all like Yanis is thirty. Um, Embiid's thirty in March. And then Jokic is thirty this year 30, as well. Yeah, this year as well. Yeah. So no, sorry, next year, next year. So he's they're all they're all twenty mm-hmm. thirty. So it's the same kind of. Birthday. Oh yeah, Jokic's battle was literally like last week, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So he's thirty next year. Yeah, Luke is obviously twenty five and twenty three. Obviously, um, Shea's twenty five. I think. Tatum at twenty six or twenty seven now. Yeah, just just a they're within the same bracket. Yeah. So I do believe actually, like doubling down, kind of what I said before, because obviously the, that three. Scraping it out for them championships, yeah. Those MVPs, mm. and that's where MVPs as well, and that's where it really goes to. So, I think, yeah, a bit of mass is broken out on this court, but I think he's right. Yeah, like, when it comes to faces of the league with the younger, yeah, 100%. I'll say, like I say, uh, Luca and Shea, um, Tatum like, as faces as well, 100%. Because obviously, in terms of the next group after, you know, yeah, but in terms of but like you said, you brought up a very important point about the marketing. is is very important because if we look at, let's say, if we look at Luca now, it's okay, kind of this young European kid who's come and taking the league by storm. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of does funny things and you know, how he is. Like you can use that, and then when it comes to Ant, his personality, his characteristics, all these things, you can market how he is, and obviously he's got jokes, he's funny, and everything as well. You can market that as well to the rest of the world, all ages. And then you look at Shea as well. He's kind of like the model fashion kind of guy in the NBA and obviously yeah. send shots and everything. like. So if you see with all these three guys, they've got something about them where it's like, if any of them was to be face of the league, you can really use that. Mm-hmm. And they're not really in much like Luke, obviously, in terms of like situations. Two of them are in small markets, to be That's honest. What I'm saying. And it's like, there's it's, it's there. But then when you look at Tatum, it's like, okay, cool. There's Deuce, but it's like, you're not really going to... It's a Deuce, what, his son is the reason he... Would... No, in terms, in terms of marketing, like, okay, you're not really going to just the, do the... The benefit that Tatum has over all of them is that he's in the biggest market by far. Like, yeah. like, you can't compare Boston's market to Minnesota or to OKC. It's not a question. Yeah, but his stuff is like, when he was kind of trying to... Then he started doing the Kobe thing and everyone's like, yo, bro, do you, bro? No. Like, doing all that stuff was like, yo. Do you know where I think he could, he could be... Bigger than those guys, the shoe game. 
I think his signature shoe line has the potential to be like the next. I don't want to say like the next line of Kyrie's, but you know how like all the kids were wearing Kyrie's at yeah, all point. Yeah. I just looking at them, they're aesthetically, but like Luca's are pretty ugly. Shea's wearing Converse, and I don't even know if he has a signature shoe yet. And is the other guy I think who's gonna be one of the bigger names in the in the signature shoe game as well. But like. I think Tatum being on Jordan, like he's he's definitely the face of Jordan now as well. Because Zion fell off a cliff, like no one's really checking for Zion like that in the Pelicans right now. I think until we're like until he can really play more consistently as well, I don't think they're gonna be looking at him. Tatum's really carrying that brand. Because who else is on Jordan brand that has a signature line? It's Luca, Tatum, and Zion, right? Shout out to Jordan by the way, because like I'm shocked you even got those three to be honest, but you did. Yeah. But Tatum, Tatum's shoe is, in my opinion, one of the better looking ones in the league right now. A lot of shoes are starting to look like each other as well. And I think his actually have like a, right now anyway, a significant difference. If he can be that guy that is, you know how like Kobe's always did well in, 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 um, like in terms of like having kids buy them, but LeBron's never did as well because they were, because they were a bit more chunky and stuff like that. I think if Tatum could win that battle there, that's, that's, a, that's like 40% of his marketing done. Right, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it it makes a massive difference. Like, small things like that off court. Like, you might not necessarily be the most vocal out there, but if your shoes out here, look at Lamelo Ball for instance, yeah, bro. Like, no one's really watching Charlotte play, but because his shoes be selling and they look exactly the same every single year, he's on the third shoe by the way. Look exactly the same because his shoes are selling. His marketability is just up here. Tatum's ones, how much? But then, like, LeBron was out here selling shoes for 180. I remember, uh, bro, I remember, yeah, being 15 years old, yeah. Do you remember House of Hoops in Central, yeah? I remember being 15 years old. Shout out to my older brother, yeah, in House of Hoops, yeah. It was my birthday. And I was out here running around with some some beaters on my feet when I was playing ball. And to the point where, like, my foot was starting to come through it. Like, I couldn't jump comfortably without, like, my <laughs> my toes being hitting the ground. So he was like, no, we're going to we're gonna get you a pair of crepes. And I was looking at that. I saw KDs. I saw... Um, LeBron's obviously I saw Kobe's and I was like you know what I want the LeBron's my brother this would have been in 2000 what 13 years ago what year would that been 2011 2010 2011 he spent 150 pounds of his student finance to get me a pair of LeBron's bro and back then that was a crazy amount of money I couldn't believe he did that in the first place those shoes were so cold LeBron 7's pre the, the postseason ones as well special edition on that amazing shoe but because of that, LeBron has always been like I don't think LeBron will ever do Michael Jordan numbers because his shoes are way expensive. Mike, Jordans have always been expensive. Don't get me wrong, but he also had the benefit of being streetwear shoes. You can't be. I remember seeing brothers start wearing LeBrons outside, and I was like, "You're you're looking nuts, man." LeBron with you're jeans, with <laughs> <laughs> jeans, <laughs> Levi's jeans. <laughs> LeBron with jeans. Oh my what, god! With fitted jeans, bootcut oh jeans, flare jeans. Crazy. You there's no, there's that. no jeans. Can you imagine brothers wearing them with skinny jeans as well? Oh the shoes god. are so chunky as well. Nah, impossible. But, but my point is that Tatum's out here putting out like a good product with his name on it, and I think that will, that, that will help help him a lot in this case. I'm not saying it will be the deciding factor, but it will give him more points in places where he's kind of falling short compared to the other guys. Um, well, moving on. This obviously let us know um, who do you think obviously your face of the league going to be out of those guys. Um, well, we're gonna touch on one last thing. 
Um, and let's see what you all do in our um, prediction of this. But we're going to get into our final standing <laughs> predictions. Yes, sir. Um, so how do you guys want to do this? So are we going East first team at a time, West first team at a time, or just going straight through the list? Uh, we can go. Just do anyway. straight list. Straight list. Yeah. Okay, cool. George, you want to start? Yeah. Is, does it have to be in order? Of course. Oh, that's the main, main thing. <laughs> no, no, I did it in order. I did it in order. Just making sure. Just making sure you want it in correct order. And you've done one to ten, not one yeah, to eight. Yeah, yeah, one to ten. Ja- wait, I was going to say, do you know how barbaric you would have been if you just said, no, nah, I haven't done it. Anymore. What's the point of doing it then? He's been working very hard. So, yeah. He's been working very hard. So, this, obviously, Boston number one. Um, I don't know why. I still somehow believe Milwaukee will come second. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, they will. I think Cleveland will take number three. Mm-hmm. I think New York will take the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. Indiana will take the fifth seed. I think Philly will drop to six because of Embiid. Okay. Um, I think Miami will edge it over Orlando. So Miami seven, Orlando eight, Chicago nine, and the Hawks ten. But the Chicago and the Hawks, are, mainly the Hawks are really bad. Okay. yeah, yeah. I'm just going to, because your list is very similar to mine. One through five is exactly the same. I've got Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, New York, Indiana. I have the Heat at at six. Philly was up that low. Because they haven't got Embiid. And if you look at the standings right now, it's so close, yeah? If you lose three games in a row, you're dropping that far down the standings yeah. as well. Miami have Jimmy Butler coming back. I still think they're an arse team, innit? Me personally... However, I think all it takes for them is just to build the continuity. They're going to grind out the games to the point where they're probably winning by two or three every night. A few games under 100 points, and I think they'll be able to do it. Uh, Philly, then at seven. Orlando at eight. I know you only put Chicago in there because of your brother, because you, there's no way you watch Chicago play and say, yeah, that team's making the play in. I've got, I've, got, I've got Atlanta at nine and Toronto at ten. Wow. Toronto at ten. I, I have zero belief in Chicago's ability to win games anymore. And I and the only reason I feel that way is because you didn't even commit to a rebuild. That's it's the most embarrassing thing. My brother's been moaning. He's, he wants to come on, actually. He's been very, very upset. Yeah, bring, bring, him, bring him true. He's been very upset. Um, Rodney, let's go. So with mine, I've got Celtics <laughs> are number one. Uh, number two, I put Cavaliers. Okay, that's I fair. Think, yeah, they're just going to keep going on the roll and you know, they'll, do, they'll do all right. I've got the Bucks at three. Fourth, I've got the Knicks. Okay. Um, five, I got the Sixers. I think they'll still pull some wins together, um, just to hang on until Embiid gets back. Um, Pacers at six, and I got Miami at seven, Magic at eight, the Hawks at nine, and the Bulls at ten. Where did you have Philly? Uh, yeah, Philly at five. Five, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Five. Not too dissimilar. I think the top, the tops, are pretty like the top three are pretty much the same. The bottom of three are similar with a slight variation. Yeah. And I think only you've got the Raptors in. Do you know why I have them? Because I, d- I really think they're, they started badly because their roster just didn't make sense. Having OG and Pascal there when they didn't really want to be there anymore as well is making a big difference. I think them bringing in um, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly. I think they're gonna have something to bring. Quickly's gonna be playing for a contract as well, by the way. So I think you're gonna see a different side to him in the second half of the season now that they've had a bit of rest. Um, 
Just quick sidebar, nothing to do with, with any of this. Scotty Barnes is a weird guy, you know. Listen, he's not beating allegations. <laughs> he is not beating the flipping allegations. Scotty Barnes is a weird guy. Did you see him fall over in the skills, yes. <laughs> skills competition? Yes, I did. But like, he's falling over like it's- Like he's a cartoon. Like it's Charlie Chaplin. Like it looks, it looks like slapstick comedy. I, I don't know what I'm seeing here. Sorry, just it, just talking about the Raptors reminded me of how weird that guy is, bro. I, I don't. I, wait, it was his first All Star appearance, so just let him. Let it's him. Paolo's too, but Paolo weren't doing all of that. Barnes has been like I don't know if it's since he came into the NBA or before, but he's just yeah, he's a weird one. Still. I think people are saying he might be. Maybe beep that, be. beep that, beep that, oh. beep that, beep <laughs> what, that. What, what's the time? For <laughs> okay, cool. Um, all right. I didn't know that was mad to say, you know. That was mad to say. In the West. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear. In the West, uh, I have Minnesota at number one. Okay. All right, all right. My Clippers at number two. Okay, okay. The Thunder at three. Mm-hmm. Denver at four. Mm-hmm. Dallas at five. Okay. Phoenix at six. The Pelicans at seven, the Kings at eight, the Lakers at nine, and the Warriors at ten. That's absolutely crazy. Why is it crazy? Because you're a Lakers fan. No, or? because you have the exact same bar, bar like we've literally the exact same. I mean, we swapped two. I Which two? So OKC, Minnesota, Clippers, Nuggets. OKC, Minnesota. You have OKC at one. Oh, okay, so you just move OKC to the number one. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So I've got so it's very minor. So I've got OKC at one, Minnesota at two, Clippers at three. Nuggets at four, Mavs at five, yep. Pelicans at six. Okay, Pelicans Suns Suns. at seven, yep. so you swap those. Kings at eight, Lakers at nine, Warriors at ten. Yeah, it's so not going to be too similar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I've got, I also got the Thunder at one. Wow, okay. Um, I've got Timbles at two, Clippers at three. Uh, I've got the Nuggets fourth. I've got the Suns finishing five. Ooh. Mavericks at six, Pelicans at seven. That's crazy. Lakers at eight, Kings at nine. That means unanimously we think this is the 10. Warriors? As in, like... Yeah, no, I I just struggle to believe... I think the way the season is going, like, okay, is this one of the ones where Clay is now accepting the fact that he's going to get reduced the role? He might permanently become to bench, whether he does or not, I'm not too sure. But I think they will just survive and stay kind of where they are and Mm. just kind of fight that place, innit? To be fair, I think they're seven and three in their last ten, though. Who? Yeah, the Warriors. Are, they're seven and three in their yeah, last they're, 10, they're, so they're, they're playing better in it, but they still got they're still three. I mean, the Lakers have played three more games, but like they still have quite a bit of ground to make up. And the the main problem that they have that I think they'll continue to have is that they do not have an answer for any team that has a legit center. Yeah, like yeah. A, a, any answer for it. And Draymond can only get so many technical fouls and suspensions. Bro, yeah, threaten to threaten to stab people and whatnot. But even that with the Kings. Um, they don't look the same as last year where they was really flying. Like, yeah, you know, it's like it's like when you saw the Kings, you didn't really want to face in the, in the first round because you know it's going to be long. But if it happens, it happens. Right now, it's kind of just a wave, so I'm not sure what's going on. Um, but on a low key, mm, even though I said it, but I think also there's a chance that the Pelicans might hit a little stint as well, and then. Lakers could overtake them for the seven, possibly. Um, obviously, the Pelicans are playing good basketball, seven and three in the last ten as well. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Brandon and Zion. All it takes is for I don't know. Zion's just 
Like he's, he's doing right. Like you said, Brandon and Zan, they're not really... The saddest reality, so, sorry to cut you off here, yeah, but we had a whole Tatum segment and the fact none of us mentioned Zion in that, like, next No, up. man, no. Because he's finished. But that's, that's, that's because coming into the league outside of Wemby... That's how everyone was looking at him. Yeah, he was meant to be... The most hyped, really. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. the fact that he's not even in any of our conversations, and we didn't even think about it as an afterthought until you mentioned his name. And that's that's even more worse than anything. That's more, like, that's a bigger. I, I very consciously excluded him because of that, though. Like I like I said, like he's missed a ton of time. This is the a most lot. basketball we've seen him play in ages, and that team just don't work as well. <laughs> like like you cannot be the face of the face of the league, and your team aren't like one of the top three teams. And it's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be very tough. Like they they still got roster moves that they need to make. But at the same time, like also like he had a crazy off season. Yeah, like crazy off season, bro. Market now is this Luke? Yeah, Luke man. Man, mm, yeah, he's I, I feel like there has to be man. an element of mystery, either a mystery, an element of mystery or certainty in your like off court shenanigans, in it. Like the fact that all these stories are coming out about him because it started off with him getting a woman pregnant. Remember, to him now be dealing with SWs to now her coming out here and saying. Oh yeah, Zion likes to do this. He's fat because he's drinking all this soda. Like, bro, it ruined his market. Also, like, people weren't really sure what Zion we were gonna get at the start of the season. I think that's gonna be a continual thing until he does like three straight years of starting camp in shape and playing like sixty games a season, seventy games a season. Everyone's gonna feel the same way about him, man. The other guys we spoke about—they're all available. They're all available. All available. All consistent. They're there, like it's like they were with Zion. He's just he just kind of crept into the shadows. It's like he's I don't know if he's accepted. Like okay, um, he's just kind of on he's on cruise control right now, isn't it? Like that's what he is. And maybe he's, this is the season where he's kind of obviously just making his way back. Yeah, of course to that case. Yeah, but we don't know yet. We need to see him because we still want to see him at his full potential in like you know he's he's ultimate super shape. Um, you know, being also, very dominant, um, being available. Like just this is what we want to see, but we haven't seen it, and it's like we don't, we just don't know. And well, if we don't know from the season, to season about this guy, there's no way he can be facing. League. This this season is also like one of his worst statistical season he's had since he's oh, been in the league. I'm just gonna say, yeah. <clears throat> he's having a career low in points at twenty two point four, second lowest in field goal at fifty fifty eight point five. Crazy, That's like too bad But he doesn't shoot. <laughs> he mm. only dunks and lays up the ball. Five point five rebounds, which is the, like I'm sorry, bro. When you came in, everyone's like, "Yeah, this guy's gonna be killing the boards." Nine, ten boards a night. Four point eight assists, which is which is a bit higher. But even his three point percentage is lowest, bro. Like, yeah, he's just he's just not he's just not playing. Though. He's only Second played thirty minutes a game as well. Like, he's still he's played 44, 44 games so far this season, and I. I don't know. I find it. I just find it so difficult to to watch him play sometimes because it, it's not it's not cute. Like I don't, I'm not saying, but there's no like necessarily bag to it. You know what I mean? He's just playing super aggressively. Yeah, but as I said in one of the previous pods, I think he's lost his. There was an element of a fair factor around him that like he kind of came into the league and yeah. was like Zion, do 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 do. That's completely gone, in my opinion. He's just <laughs> that's he's, a, that's what happens when all the shenanigans come yeah, out. Yeah, like it's just everything's gone with it. Um, yeah. yeah, again, this is his comeback season, so maybe next year he'll be. A bit better, but I need I need to see evidence that you've actually been working on your game as well. I understand you've been injured for a long time, but like 
in terms of skill, I haven't seen any improvement in his game since his rookie year. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's been a slip off, and this is what happens, man. So yeah, can we can we do the last two very very quickly? Maybe just maybe just just the first. No, the second one, if we can. Uh, yeah, okay. Just yeah. just gotta find it. I'd Real quick, yeah, we yeah. can go through. Yeah. So so it. Jalen Brunson had an interview, I believe, on was it was he on all the smoke or something else? He he, he had a video interview anyway, mm. and they were asking about like the situation in Dallas and how he left Dallas. And apparently, he asked them for a four-year, fifty-five million dollar extension twice, to which the team said no both times. Oh, mm. so so I had speculation that Luca was running these brothers out, which I, I'm still going to stand by. I'm still gonna stand by because yeah, agenda if you run, you know, <laughs> agenda if you run. But at the same time, that's awful from the organization of the da- of the Dallas Mavericks. That's, that's decent. So, so, it w- so when he when he would have asked for that, would have had to be the year, the year before he left. Mm. It would have had to be the year yeah. before he left, or maybe even just before that, even. But. Either way, like you're out here, like I've said before, Dallas were paying too many guys who were very, very average, and they're paying them a lot more than what this brother's asking for. 100%. Tim Hardaway Jr. is one of the reasons as well. He was paying way too much. Him, Dorian Finney-Smith, bro, Reggie Bullock. Yeah, you said yeah, you're right. It was the 2021-22 season. Yeah, yeah. So season before, season two seasons ago. That's crazy. Yeah, two. It would have been yeah. So bear in mind that that averages out to be what like 14 million a year. Which is way less than they're paying Tim Hardaway Jr. Hmm. Way less. I just think a lot of mismanagement has had has has gone on in Dallas, and maybe that's why Mark Mark Cuban decided to step away because maybe he was, you know, I think he got too horny about Luca saying, "Oh, this is the next Dirk. I need to do X, Y, Z around him." And yeah, you just ended up pay, overpaying role players, and it turned out that way. And now Jalen Brunson out here making All Star teams, yeah. uh, leading the Knicks to one of the best records in the league as well, being super competitive. Uh, the maddest thing is all the Knicks are more likely to win a championship than Dallas in my opinion the thing is I'll, I, the only reason that I would love to disagree I mean I'd love to disagree with you but I well, can't yeah. I can't because I feel like the obstacles the Mavs have to go through in the West Fun that bro I don't also believe I feel like the Knicks have a clearer path yeah. and probably have a stronger team being able to get to like the best the let, let, let me you ask you in the seven game series are you saying that Dallas will beat in New York if if it'll be a very very good no, no, series. I think if Kyrie and Luca ball out, they'll win. But it's if, if them two is like the Knicks have the better roster. I don't think I don't think it's even about them balling out. I really don't think it's about them balling out it's because about them stopping the ball. One hundred one hundred percent. I think exactly. Yeah, but that's that's what I think. That the Knicks would do everything very else. Player now that's kind of taken on that role where first of all he's not a knock like flipping. What's his name? Powell. I feel like he's been on defense, offense, just mainly catching lobs. There's no real yeah. bag there. Um, but it's just with the Knicks, there's just there's so much, man. There's a lot. Like even having Adenobi there as well. What, a top. They've got defenders. They've, they've got, got depth. Defenders, they've got they've got scorers, playmaking. The, like the team is more organized. Whereas with like with Mavs, it's like okay. Also, they can't. Def- they can't. The, the Dallas cannot defend at the guard position. Like they can't. Neither of them to stop in Jalen Brunson. Yeah, because even though 
like I've seen Kyrie try on actual defense. Nah, he's, he's not going to be able to no, do but I'm it. saying I've seen, yeah. even though I've seen him try, but Jalen Brunson is way too tough. And then it's like, even with the players that he's kind of scored against as well, yeah. with the high advantage everything, it's like, yeah. And, and he's, he's strong as well, man. So yeah. I think, but it's long because if it's like Luca, like, that's <sighs> tough, even if it's in the post. But then, yeah, so... Nah, but Crazy. I, that's I, I want. I was thinking, okay, I'm trying to disagree, but it's like with the Knicks and the pathway they have. Like, I think the Knicks are capable of. But so, okay, I think barring let's say right anyway, if say this was to say the situation now, mm-hmm. even in general barring the Celtics and whatever box that that is given, I think they have the they can take out anyone else. Like if I think the Sixers will still be a hard matchup, hundred percent. Obviously, everyone healthy and everything. But I think once they get over that hump, if they just stick in terms of series with the Bucks or the Celtics, they can win. So both teams have a very similar record as well. Very very similar record. I think the Knicks have one more win than uh, Dallas do. But yeah, just just a quick question out there. Anyway. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, guys, that's going to do it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, turn on post notification, follow us on socials at Take It to the Pod on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Take It to the Rim Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Make sure you share the gems here. Comment below as well what you think about Doc Rivers and JJ and Dame and the Bucks and what are your final standards as well, um, what are your predictions. So, yeah, just interact with us. Locking with us. I've been Rods. He's been LA Jules. He's been Clipper Cam. LA Jules loves to say and take us out. Open out, baby. We out.